Here at Michigan Family Wellness, we believe chiropractic care and nutritional-based therapies are a foundational part of a healthy family lifestyle. No matter where you're at in the mitten, having a family is such an exciting time of life. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by stress, fatigue, and responsibilities with the kids, we invite you to become part of this empowering community to create happy, healthy families. By providing engaging interviews and practical applications, Dr. Wallner cultivates family health by equipping our listeners with the tools they need to elevate wellness in their own family. Dr. Wallner passionately serves the Michigan community at his chiropractic and nutrition-based practice, where he specializes in pregnancy, pediatrics, and family wellness care. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kyle Wallner. Good day, families, and welcome home. That's right, my name is Dr. Kyle, and this is the Empowering MFW Family, and we are so glad to be with you today. If you are joining us for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. The health of you and your family is your number one priority. It is your greatest asset. The best way to have a healthy family is by living a family wellness lifestyle. So if you're looking for efficient, effective, and sustainable ways to elevate your health and the health of your family, then I strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable because we have an amazing show for you today. And before we get to today's episode, let me say a few words as I do every week about Power Performance Gym. Power Performance Gym is dedicated to helping you achieve your best definition of healthy and strong. Power Performance specializes in strength and conditioning for individuals, small groups, and athletic teams, weight and pain management, as well as recovery and nutrition. Everyone at Power experiences a full movement and health analysis to build your blueprint for success targeting your goals. Mention the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast to receive your movement and health analysis as a complimentary gift. Learn more about how Power Performance can help you move, look, and feel better by visiting powergym.com. That's P-O-W-R-G-Y-M.com. Jessica Pospeach is a collaborator collaboratively trained divorce and family law attorney. She helps clients focus on their long-term goals and find quality resolutions that diminish conflict and positively restructure the family during a divorce. Jessica is the founder of Pospeach Family Law and Mediation. She serves clients primarily in Washtenaw, Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb counties and handles all issues related to divorce and custody. Jessica was born and raised in Michigan. She graduated magna cum laude from the University of Detroit Mercy School of Law. Jessica's goal as the mediator is to encourage parties to reach resolutions that are tailored specifically to their family's unique situation and needs and to avoid the damaging effects of high conflict divorce custody disputes all right families let's jump into today's interview hey jessica welcome to the podcast hi kyle thanks so much for having me today well fantastic jessica again thank you so much for being on the podcast you know i just told our listeners a little bit about you as the professional can you tell us more about jessica as the person well i would say that you know in my my career i see families of all shapes and sizes um involving all sorts of different people and and people playing different roles so i don't really have any sort of traditional definition of a family and you know, me personally, I, I'm lucky to have my parents nearby um, and and most families in Michigan and Chicago. So that's really fun for me. And I consider a lot of my, my close friends my family. Um, so I really extend that definition to people you just really enjoy to be around and who you are 100% yourself and comfortable to be around those people. That to me, you know, is family. Um, and obviously I see families go through so many different transitions um, mm-hmm. in my career. So you sort of see the definition of family mold and transition as people are going through different events in life. So I, I really like the flexibility that I see with with the definition of family. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, another thing we love to say here on Michigan Family Wellness is that we're smitten with the mitten. So <laughs> I, I understand you're a Michigander yourself. And just for our listeners, what's your, do you have a favorite place or trail or lake or anything about Michigan? Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan. So, um, all right. Yeah. And, it, you know, at one point in time in my life, I was like, I wish I could live somewhere cooler or a big city somewhere. And as I've gotten older, I, I just appreciate Michigan more and more every day. And I think my favorite part is all the breweries and the craft beer. Um, oh, for sure. Then, yeah. And then I think going to lake houses in the summer. Um, okay. You know, I don't have, I'm not fortunate enough to have a lake house yet, but I do have friends with lake houses and boats. So that's probably the most exciting time for me. And, you know, after you survive a, a winter in Michigan, I think Michiganders are just more excited and they appreciate summer more. So I just love the the attitude you see in everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll start getting that summer weather here soon. It's already uh, going into May here, but hopefully it'll start to kick up. I sure hope so. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jessica. Again, I'm just really stoked to have you on the podcast today. You know, you're such a passionate young entrepreneur, and uh, I just really am empowered and elated to have, you know, like-minded people on the podcast here. So if it's all right with you, let's jump into the content for today. So can you outline and hash out for our listeners what collaborative divorce is and exactly what you offer this community? So I think, you know, what I really want the public to know is that there's, there's more than one way to handle your divorce matters. And it's really important for people to be educated on the fact that there are options um, and then choose the option that's right for your family. Uh, so a- as an attorney, I pride myself on being able to provide those options, whereas I don't think you know every attorney out there is able to explain them. Um, so I, you know everyone thinks right away of the traditional litigation process. You're, you're in and out of court, you're fighting, you know, think pit bull attorneys, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you can go through the court process and it's a little bit more amicable and a little bit more smooth, but still it's the traditional, you know, court process. So the other uh, process is, is mediation. Uh, usually a court case has already been filed, but the parties are agreeing, you know, in an attempt to settle our divorce issues, let's use a neutral third party. And that third party is going to facilitate discussions uh, between the parties, and and we're going to try and find resolutions outside of the court. Okay. A third process is is arbitration. Now, this is much like mediation, but your neutral third party is now given the authority to basically make decisions. Mm. You know, they're they're acting like the judge. So they will hear testimony, follow rules of evidence, and they do make a decision at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing different from court is that it's usually a little less formal cause you're in attorney's offices. You're not really in a courtroom, but the procedures are similar to being in the courtroom at a trial. Okay. And then finally, the, the whole reason we're, we're doing this podcast today is the fourth option, the collaborative process. This is the option that really jives with your career, Kyle, and, and your topic today of decreasing stress for individuals who are going through a difficult process like divorce. And I'll get into more details about this collaborative process in a few minutes. But overall, I mean, clients are committed to working on a settlement without involving the court. And they'll utilize the help of various collaboratively trained professionals to address all aspects of their divorce with the ultimate goal of finding a deeper peace. And this is the option that most people don't know about. But I feel that the more we educate the public on this option, 
the more encouraged people are going to be that they can move forward and be okay after divorce and have somewhat of a healthy cooperative relationship with their exes. So what you're saying is what I hear you saying is, and correct me if I'm if I'm getting this right. So we have basically three main options, one being collaborative divorce, two being the mediation, and I'm jogging my memory. Remind me the third one. The third option is the traditional litigation And then I also mentioned a fourth option, which was arbitration. Okay, so collaborative and mediation and then traditional litigation. And what I hear you saying is you really advocate and you really specialize. You're an expert in the collaborative option. Yeah, I mean, I think more and more, um, you know, the, the, the public's going to hear about this type of process. And mm-hmm. I'd like to be a part of, of educating the public about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So let's say I'm listening to this, you know, I might be a stay-at-home parent, you know, whether I be a, you know, mother or father, or, you know, I could just, I don't have to have kids, but I'm listening to this, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying, but describe the persona, like describe the person that would be best suited for that collaborative divorce option. So I think it's it's clients who want to retain control over their decisions. Okay. They want to be at the forefront of every single settlement meeting. They want to focus on long-term goals and really creating quality solutions for their life. Um, you know, they can admit, hey, this marriage hasn't worked, but that doesn't mean our family can't work. Ah, okay. You know, it doesn't mean that the family has to be destroyed. And and I want to be clear, you know, people who decide to use the collaborative process aren't necessarily coming in 100% agreeable. There's no fights. Everyone's happy. Um, it's going to be a lot of hard work. It is people who, you know, they, they're admitting that this is marriage is over. Um, there's obviously emotions involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're willing to work at it in a respectful atmosphere mm-hmm. and in an atmosphere that's, you know, provides you the ability to be honest and open mm-hmm. um, and, and, and to understand better. I think I need to kind of explain what the collaborative process looks like. Sure. Um, you're, you're basically involving um, interdisciplinary team of professionals. So each spouse is going to ha- hire a collaborative, collaboratively a trained attorney. There's going to be a divorce coach who is a licensed mental health professional to okay. handle the, you know, the emotional aspects of the divorce. And then sometimes you're getting a financial advisor involved, you know, people who have, you know, significant assets and liabilities. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Or businesses, you know, a lot of couples come into a divorce with businesses to value and to divide. So you would have a neutral financial advisor, you know, helping with those, you know, financials and tax implications and such. Right. And then sometimes people will also involve a child specialist and a child specialist again. Is right. Like, if there's kids involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, a child specialist really focuses on interviewing the children and kind of understanding their needs and wants, which is not something you really you really get through the traditional litigation process unless you get to a trial stage. Mm-hmm. The kids really don't get to be interviewed or involved. And, you know, if it's important to the parties in a collaborative process, they can have this child specialist on board. Right, right. Um, You have this team of professionals. And then also the most important part of the team, you know, is the clients. They are part of the team as well. And, you know, they're intimately involved in the process. They're they always know what's happening from start to finish. They're always involved. And you're just you're having a series of settlement meetings, you know. um, Okay. You're not filing anything with the court. You're having settlement meetings, meeting as many times or as few times as you need. 
um, and working with these professionals in a group setting uh, to to figure out how we're going to resolve our complex divorce issues. You know, I think this discussion that we're having here, Jessica, is such a timely one, especially in our culture. Um, not to get too philosophical or too off topic, but, you know, I always hear about the rising rates of divorce, specifically here in the, you know, continental U.S. Why is that happening? Like, why is, is it over 50% now? Well, it depends. I mean, I've read some recent st- statistics where for first marriages, the rate is going down. For okay. Marriages. For second time marriages and third time, I think it's still in the 50, 60 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to quote, you know, don't quote me on that. But right. um, I think just less people are getting married nowadays. You know, I still have a lot yeah. of custody mm-hmm. with non-married individuals. Okay. Um, so, you know, I and I in. I think of myself personally, you know, career right. is kind of coming before marriage nowadays. People yeah. uh, and, and women, you know, they're, that's focused. a whole nother podcast episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to steal, you know, someone else's. No, no. Who's talking about that, but, um, absolutely. I just think, I, I think there can be several reasons. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I still think it's a high enough percentage that it's a concern of helping these families yeah. through these difficult times. Well, even for myself, too, you know, just to get a little bit real with our listenership, I'm so passionate about my own marriage. I mean, Rachel and I, I mean, I love her so much. We're going to celebrate four years here in August. And I know that from our talks, you are so passionate and so involved and a, uh, an advocate for the institution of marriage. And so it's encouraging to hear what you're saying, Correct me if I'm wrong again, but so the first time marriages, those divorce rate are are decreasing. The latest, yeah, I read something. Recently. That's encouraging. Right, right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks again, Jessica. This is you're laying down the value here. I want to keep on track and again keep relevant to family wellness here. Before I really jump in and tie this into chiropractic and nutrition and prevention. Can you walk us through, I know that you have an awesome blog that the public and our listenership can check out. Can you highlight the blog post that we were talking about during our pre-chat? So I was in court the other day and just sitting in the hallway waiting for, you know, the judge to take the bench. And there was a husband and wife sitting next to me and they were talking about, you know, things that were obviously related to a divorce, Mm -hmm. Um, transferring title to their vehicles. When should they pick up the kids, you know, exchange the children, et cetera. Um, and, you know, had I sort of muted what they were actually talking about and just looked at their nonverbal cues, you know, how they were smiling and leaning in toward one another, hmm. um, mm-hmm. I would have thought they were best friends, you know, and, and, you know, most divorcing couples are not sitting by each other. They're angry. Um, and it's going to take several years to get over it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I thought to myself, they had to have either gone through, you know, the collaborative process or at least mediation. I mean, it had to have been something okay. outside of the courtroom. Yeah. So sure enough, they go into the courtroom and, and I'll explain why they were in court in a minute, because I know you're all wondering, I thought collaborative divorce meant you never go to court. So I'll explain that at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they go into the courtroom. Sure enough, I find out they went through the collaborative process and it just was, it, it just spoke to the process, how you're really focusing on the long-term benefits and maintaining a respectful relationship with your soon to be ex. Um, clearly these people had children, young children that they were going to be dealing with, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids eventually grow up, have grandkids. So you want to always be in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw the benefit of the collaborative process because 
these people didn't want to murder each other. You know, they wanted to they wanted to stay friends and respect the fact that their marriage didn't work, but their family is still going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and I just, I loved witnessing that and it made me just even believe more in what I'm doing for families and that I want to continue to do it and educate people on the fact that they have this option. Um, mm-hmm. and so I should be clear about the court part cause I, I don't want to confuse people. Um, when you sign up for a collaborative pra- process, you're agreeing not to go to court and you're doing all these settlement meetings. Mm-hmm. Once everything's solved, you have everything signed, the judgment of divorce is drafted, signed on the dotted line, then you would initiate the case through the court system just okay. so you can have all the legal paperwork signed by the judge and officially, you know, you're officially divorced then legally. Mm-hmm. Um, so the court case is not initiated until you've had all your meetings, you've settled every single issue and everything's signed on the dotted line. So mm-hmm. that's why these people were in court, not because um, anything had broke down, um, but they had been solved. You know, they settled their case. Right. Well, if you guys can't tell already, Jessica really knows what she's talking about. Sometimes it can get a little confusing, even for myself, but I trust and I know that she knows what she's talking about. And in terms of deciding who to work with, especially in something like a divorce situation or any situation, really. You really want to know that the person you're working with is trustworthy and that they know what they're talking about and that they're fantastic at explaining it. So just more advocation for what you're doing in this community, uh, Jessica, there. Thank you so much. Now, I do want to go back to those arguments. So can you tell us, I know that we talked about your blog post where, you know, you saw, you could basically tell by the way two people were relating that they had gone through that collaborative process. Tell if that's one end of the spectrum. Tell us about the other end just for a moment so I can just jump into what I uh, have in mind here. So, yeah, I mean, in the traditional litigation, people are always, you know, afraid of what to say, right? They're they're mm-hmm. worried it'll be used against them in court. They're always trying to win or one up one another. Mm-hmm. And I think it has lasting effects because you the parties never learn how to communicate, how to get along, um, how to co-parent with one another, even though they're hurt and angry. Um, and you know, to, to fight it out in court, duke it out in court and never really resolve those hurt feelings or emotions. Um, it doesn't help you moving forward. Right. You know, there's really no trust and goodwill built, built between the parties. Um, so Mm -hmm. you're just, you never learn how to deal with one another. And that ultimately leads to just once the divorce is finalized, you're still in and out of court over and over, over again. Right. Right fighting over, you know, kid issues and whatnot. Um, So you just never get that closure and that sense of respect and healing that you can really get through the collaborative divorce process. Mm -hmm. So Jessica, we're talking about the collaborative process here. What would, what's the main negative about, or what's the main critique about the whole collaborative process from your perspective? Well, I think some people might find, um, one of the key components of collaborative divorce is that everyone signs a participation agreement and there's a commitment clause in the agreement stating that, you know, the parties are acknowledging their collaborative attorneys would never represent them in any adversarial, you know, mm-hmm. court contested proceedings. So if at any point in time, the parties want to stop the collaborative pr- process and go through the traditional court process, they do have to, you know, hire new attorneys. The collaborative attorneys would 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 withdraw. The process would terminate. 
So mm-hmm. most people might find that as a negative. They think there's more cost and time involved. But the reality is, I mean, this negative is actually a positive. It, it commits people to these settlement meetings. And, you know, think about it. Only about 2% of cases actually go to trial. Right. So why invest all of your time and money following court deadlines, doing formal discovery, and, you know, preparing for a trial that usually doesn't occur? Um, you know, people are more likely, you know, should invest in this more quality, heartfelt process where you're focused on the settlement and you're working with the collaboratively trained professionals. So to me, the commitment clause actually is the glue to the process and it holds everything together and makes it work. Yeah. And so I just really wanted to highlight what you were saying about having those constant arguments, but really how that all relates back to stress, because honestly, Jessica, and I'm sure you can comment on this more, but the stress from this whole process is not just something that comes and goes when you're meeting with your litigator or your mediator or you're at court, you can carry this around with you all day, 24-7. And what happens is what I'm seeing in my office is I'll get a patient that comes in and let's say their chief complaint is, you know, low back pain or headaches. And, you know, we address the structural and the, and the nutritional components of their chief complaint. But Later on, you find out, you know, they're going through this terribly stressful time in their life and, uh, you know, involving our surrounding divorce, and it's physically making them sick. It's affecting their neuromusculoskeletal condition. And I do, I realize this may be a little technical, but I do want to read this because I'm so passionate about what we're talking about right now on this podcast. Studies have recently shown that the midbrain. So that part of your brainstem right at the back of your, at the base of your head there is very rich with receptors for what are called cytokines, specifically interleukin-6, okay? So don't worry about the fancy terminology interleukin-6, but these inflammatory cytokines can spike, they can increase in response to stress. And that stress can be physical, it can be chemical, but in our discussion, and this is how it relates to family wellness here, is any spike in emotional stress can spike those interleukin-6 cytokine levels in your brainstem, in that midbrain there, and then that turns on a systemic inflammatory response. For instance, getting into a heated argument with your spouse will raise interleukin-6 levels and hence the sympathetic stress response. The spike in interleukin-6 from this argument can last up to several days. And I can give you the citation, you know, line, chapter, and verse for that last statement. Over-exercising is a great example. That can also spike interleukin-6. And as can inflammation and lack of sleep. So if you're not sleeping, that's a major concern too. If the brainstem is bombarded with interleukin-6, if it's bombarded with cytokines too often, it develops a negative plasticity for stress, okay? So basically, it's the same concept as uh, insulin resistance. If you guys are more familiar with, you know, like a adult onset diabetes, you've heard of insulin resistance, okay? It's the same concept. Your cells become sensitized to, in the case of diabetes, insulin, or in the case of chronic stress, they become sensitized to the inflammatory cytokines, So what does that mean? So the practical application there is eventually you become so sensitized to stress that 
those parts of your brainstem become permanently active and they easily generate a stress response with very little stimulus. So let's say you stub your toe, but that's the straw that broke the camel's back is what I'm getting at, okay? It's that it's those little things that can just drive you over the edge and cause your life to kind of go down into a downward spiral because you've had this chronic activation of stress upon stress upon stress. And that's what eventually brings people into my office because then they're physically hurt and physically ill. We see a lot of this model with post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, for the, you mentioned the mental cognitive component there as well. So that's how I wanted to relate everything back to family wellness here is that, you know, you mentioned having a collaborative team for the whole process. You got the collaborative divorce attorneys on both sides. You got the person that takes care of the kids if kids are involved. Remind me of the other people. You have someone to... So there's a divorce coach. Uh, a divorce coach. Yeah. Financial guy. I would even advocate having a chiropractor, someone like myself. You I was going to say, maybe they'll start collaboratively training chiropractors. Now. Yeah. What you just what you just said. I, I mean, the literature is there to support it. So that's what I would say is, you know, consider having a specialist like myself as part of that team, along with someone like Jessica, to really round out that whole experience for you. And again, you can already significantly decrease your stress levels by avoiding that traditional litigation process and going with what Jessica is saying here, going for that more collaborative process. So does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I just think there's so many benefits to this type of process. And clearly, there's so many health benefits um, that, you know, people should learn from you as well. I mean, I, I should almost send them your way because it's just it all kind of comes full circle. Um, and you can really set the tone for your divorce and clearly the tone for your health and how you're going to deal with your divorce mm -hmm. and how you're going to move forward in the long run. So yeah. Awesome, Jessica. Well, I also wanted to bring you on the podcast here to really find out your why. You know, you're so passionate about serving the community in this way. Can you tell our listenership? What is your driving motivating factor? What is your why for what you do? Well, I, you know, in law school, I, I started to panic that I wasn't going to find an area of law that I would find satisfying or enjoyable to practice. And, you know, I found an internship my first summer in family law and it just, it just clicked. I mean, right away I knew this is what I'm meant to do. This is where I'm meant to be. And I just, I've always had more of a therapeutic, you know, personality and, probably in another life, I would have been a therapist. So you mm -hmm. know, my, my area of law, you know, you are dealing with people at their very worst. And I, I've just always felt such a connection to clients and, you know, calming them down, but guiding them through the legal process and, you know, pointing them in the right, right direction of other professionals that should be involved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even before the collaborative process and getting involved with that, you know, I always encourage people to see counselors or exercise and, and just promote other healthy habits Absolutely, because of the divorce being so difficult. So I, I think it's just always been a natural connection for me. I, you know, I've just, I've always really, really enjoyed it. And the second I found out about family law, I just knew that was it. That was it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell my wife all the time. So my wife is a clinical licensed Michigan social worker and, um, the stories that she tells me, I mean, I just, you have to have such a big heart for what you do because the stories are just incredible. The emotional tanks that you need to have um, 
are just, I, I tell her all the time, you know, I, I couldn't do it. You know, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. so much, but we need people like that. We need people like yourself, you know, to be a part. I was going to ask you, how long is the collaborative divorce process? Like how long has that been around? It was founded in 1990 by an attorney in Minnesota and his name is Stu Webb. And he actually has a great book titled The Collaborative Way to Divorce. And he does a really wonderful job of explaining the collaborative process to individuals. And and typically, I recommend that book to potential clients if they want more information. And uh, But the collaborative process has spread since that time in 1990. And now there are actually about uh, eight to 10,000 collaborative members in 40 states and 24 countries. So it's it's really spreading, which is great. And I want it to continue to grow because the more the public becomes aware of this option, the better off we're all going to be, you know, for our profession and the clients. Yeah, it really seems like a win-win situation on both ends of it. Yes, absolutely. I want it to continue to grow because I just think the more that the public becomes aware of this option, the better off we're all going to be. Yeah. You know, our yeah. profession, the the clients, everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So um, it's well, a great option. Yeah. So just to be clear for our listeners here, I want to really drive this point home again. We can significantly decrease that neurogenic inflammation, that stress response, that chronic stress response, not only with Jessica's es- expertise as a collaborative divorce attorney, but with conservative chiropractic spinal adjustments and targeted physical nutritional supplements, therapies, and remedies there's no better way to approach this process than kind of the framework that we're presenting to you today on the podcast. So what's the best way for me to contact you or maybe the best way for me to absorb more of your information about who you are, what you do, all of that? Well, I encourage people to visit my website, which is www.mi, as in Michigan, familylawfirm.com. And if anyone would like to schedule a consult with me or go over their different divorce options or just find out more information, uh, they can give me a call at the office. And the phone number is 734-531-8554. And or they can send me an email. And my email address is Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, at M-I, as in Michigan, familylawfirm.com. And, you know, people will find that I'm extremely easy to reach and, and I promptly reply to my phone calls and emails. So I, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. And I want to remind our listeners, we're going to have a dedicated webpage to Jessica's episode today at michiganfamilywellness.com. So I encourage you to head over there and take a look at all of the resources that we just mentioned. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you have any final parting words of wisdom, inspiration, advice that you would like to drop on our listeners? I just want families to really understand that they have the ability to, you know, set the tone for their divorce and their Mm -hmm. future, you know, post-divorce. And, you know, they can really be intimately involved in the process and the planning of their agreement. And then they're more likely to follow the agreement and to work with their, you know, soon-to-be ex-spouse and really just still create a very positively restructured family. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's possible divorce does not have to destroy the family. And I really want people to see the value and the benefit of, of this option and to just at least educate themselves and find out more 
uh, prior to making a decision of how they you know, they want to handle their divorce. All right, families, what'd you think? We'd love to get your feedback. If you would like to email me about anything you've heard on this or any previous edition of the Family Wellness Lifestyle Podcast, you may do so by writing Dr. Kyle at michiganfamilywellness.com and take full advantage of the Family Lifestyle Audio Library at michiganfamilywellness.com. Connect with us on social media at Michigan Family Wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in, families. Have an awesome week. And remember, we can do far more together than we could ever do apart. Now that you've been equipped with the latest in family wellness solutions, we want to encourage you to apply these strategies right away. But the thing is, there's still so much to learn. Connect with Dr. Walner's chiropractic and nutrition office by going to michiganfamilywellness.com and click the newsletter sign up button to join the informative and supportive community of chiropractic wellness. You will also receive as a gift from Dr. Walner a copy of Michigan Family Wellness Solutions, an invaluable resource containing dynamic tools to elevate family health and vitality. Michigan Family Wellness wants to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. 